We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Greg uh, had an interesting question about the game Saturday night uh, in Phoenix with the Michigan Wolverines, and uh, we're pretty much putting it to bed the game after today. Um, There were a lot of interesting, disgusting mind-blowing plays in that game. But as a Michigan fan, what is the one play from the Fiesta Bowl that just will haunt you for a long time? Mm. Mine, while you guys ponder this, is the third and seven when they fought back to get the lead, forty-one or get to fall behind just 41-38, and had major momentum, uh, and they're in a third and seven situation. And they did the blitz, and DJ Turner missed the tackle. I thought the blitz, that type of blitz, was completely ridiculous. Uh, give Johnston credit; he ran a terrific route. He changed the route a little bit when he saw the coverage. Uh, but that's it, because I'm convinced. Obviously, there's no way to prove it. If they stop them, they punt. Michigan with the momentum. Michigan wins the football game if that yep. play doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mine is. Not the Roman Wilson change of of call, the review that put them at the two foot line. I've I I disagree with it, but I'm okay with it. I'm, right, those those things happen. It's it's human error. That's fine. It's the play after that, the Khalil Mullings yeah. fumble. I just don't understand it. That to me is going to haunt me. Very similar the in the way that the. Uh, 1996 Purdue game of handing the ball off to Will Carr yes. in Ross Aid <laughs> Stadium yeah. still haunts me, and that was a three to nine, nine to three loss. Right there, you go. Um, Thank you, it, Will Teeman. No, yeah. it, it just that one. It, it, I cannot get it out of my head. That play in 1996, and I don't think I'll ever be able to get it out of my head that you had the ball at the two foot line. And you go under center, you hand it, you quick hand off to the fullback. It's a play that we see other teams run all the time, but it's not one that we've seen Michigan run frequently and not with a player that has a lot of reps in game experience. And I just, I have a problem with that and it's going to haunt me. And what's interesting is who is probably the best quarterback ever in the NFL history? Uh, Well, we, you're talking about the goat. Yeah. And yeah. oh, what, you mean at sneaking? Well, that's my next. He's yeah. a, not only is he the greatest quarterback ever, he's also the greatest at sneaking. So why, why don't you? I've had this question with him and with Jared Goff. I don't think sneaks enough either. Why wouldn't you have put the ball in JJ's hands and just run behind Oli Olu? I mean, it's a or, or put somebody in motion, a, a tight end in motion, uh, and then right when the ball is snapped, you you know you put your helmet right in that number nine, and you help push him into the yes, end zone. like TCU did. Well, I, I do believe in general, especially college football, it's a lost art, and it's just the the usage of the shotgun mm-hmm. from the high school level on. Right. It's, it's simply not practiced. 
And True. maybe there should be in the offseason, you know, with something like this or worked on in a 30-day window. Um, I, I mean, I think you guys all pick good ones. I, I had said that I, you know, wasn't able to watch the third quarter. So the the Johnson catch just drove me insane. Watching in real time, obviously, when Edwards busted the first play, you're yep. feeling good as a Michigan fan. This is exactly what it just was like a carryover from the Ohio State game to a degree. Um, and, and, you know, he got caught from behind, and I was kind of like, okay, that, you know, they've got some speed. It's the first time I've seen him caught from behind. That's not the play, though. But later on in the drive, when they got goal to go, he got the carry on first down. And then he was taken out of the game. And it just bothered me in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? And then I'm like, I look, the Mullins experiment, obviously, they set up a play in Columbus with the jump pass later and stuff. But to me, I don't know why Stokes isn't getting the ball. And he's just been completely out of favor ever since the fumble against Maryland. That's not the, that, that really bothered me. But the, there was a play on that first drive that kind of haunts me. And it was third down. On, on the goal to go. Right. And it's when J.J. got totally in distress. They were, remember, they were yes, way after him. And I think around. he was all the way back to the 20 at least. And because of his God-given ability and scrambling ability, he got all the way back to the goal line. And it forced them to go for it. When I actually think in hindsight, it would have been better had he just, you know, been taken down around the 10. And they would have kicked the field goal. Bring Moody out, get the three, settle down everything a little bit you know it, it, then you don't have a philly special i don't think they would have fake field goal the philly special from the 10 no they wouldn't yeah. Have. Yeah, um, look, I thought doug, they doug was the, the one that he was like he said during the broadcast john i don't know if he said it off the air he didn't he said he didn't say it on but he's like he did think back to that and just how maybe something that actually looked like it was a blessing ended up just completely maybe feeding this whole thing where they fell out of their what they their identity was like do you see what i'm saying like if they just if he just gone down obviously you want him to give all max effort he nearly got in the end zone yeah but at the same time it ended up biting him in the butt because i just think if they just could have posted three settled everything down there yeah if he was sacked at the 15 yard yeah. line instead of getting all the way down to the two right. yeah well ttcu remember even you know that they stopped them they did not score right away i mean michigan Held them, and then their first touchdown was the pick right, six. You go right. three nothing though. You just, like I, you said, I, that's who I you are. That's how you've started games yeah. this year. You, you know, you get your score early. A lot of times, I mean, they score a lot of touchdowns on that opening but, drive. But, well, in, in that drive, the other thing that should be, should not be minimized is the false start. I mean, that yeah. really right. screwed them too. Greg, you. All very good options from everybody. Stony, obvious. I think John, obvious. Now, I will point out that Killamons did have a touchdown later in the game when they were trying to get back. True. But I, I, do under, I do understand they the PTSD of Will Carr. I get it. And yeah. they did use him in, in the Purdue game, right? In the Big Ten Championship game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, they they used so. him yes. in some short yardage, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Tom, very inventive kind of thing out the box. I, I do like this one. I do have one that I do want to bring attention to that I think gets a little under the radar. It's uh, late second quarter. TCU's got third and two. At their own 41-yard line. And I don't know if it was a busted play or it ended up being kind of like a read option or just a quarterback scramble, but you got Max Duggan right there in the backfield. Mozzie Smith has got him, one would say, in his crosshairs. And Mozzie Smith slips. Yes. And Duggan gets past him, eight yards, first down, move the six, leads to a TCU touchdown, makes it 21-6. Yeah. You're right. That was that, that question was asked pregame, too, if playing on the natural grass – 
if I thought was going to be an issue. I didn't think it would be because it's a well-manicured field. Mm-hmm. But J.J. had slipped uh, in, in a handoff to Donovan at one point. There was the, the um, you know, Mozzie Smith slipped. There was another one that I'm, I'm trying to think. It was a receiver that I think fell down, um, you know, early in the game. Uh, and it just, it, it was a bigger factor than I thought it would be. Now, you can call this excuse-making from a Michigan fan. I don't think that's a good field. I, I think people oh. slip on that field a lot. I, you know I, what? Jason Avant actually brought that up because he played uh, – that, that stadium was was built after, you know, Arizona was out of the NFC East, and I don't think I ever played in that stadium. I'd have to go back and look. I don't, I don't think I ever played in that one. But he had mentioned because they roll that field in and out all the time that the turf doesn't settle, and he had an issue – uh, of slipping on that field as a player and would have recommended that they go and, you know, if they have the screw in cleats, obviously add, a, you know, some longer uh, cleats to the, to the bottom of their shoes. Um, I, I, again, I, I, we're, we're nitpicking here right. when it comes to different reasons why they struggled. Did TCU, TCU slip at all? Was, they might have. I don't Yeah, no they idea. did. They actually, yeah. I saw a report that they actually complained about the field, too. Yeah. This is, I know that's, uh, look, to blame the field. No, nobody's blaming I mean, I'm just saying that no, no. It's, it's, a, it's conditions. I think, it's conditions right. that I don't think is good. Look, I, look, I, I walked that field early ago, on and it was, it was in great shape. It six, was beautiful. I didn't well, have to play on it, though. So six years ago, OSU Clemson played the Fiesta Bowl on that field. I didn't get to see the game. I was at a New Year's party. So earlier this week, I decided, oh, I'm going to watch the highlights from that game. And that's one thing that stood out to me was like, even back then, those players were slipping on the field. Yeah. So here's the deal with that field. You know, and you can add this to Michigan running out of time and the rain <laughs> against Michigan. So I'm just kidding. And, and what I would coin is, okay, so this was a one o'clock kick in Arizona. Two. Or, or it was two. Or they don't yeah. change, right? No, is what no, the deal yeah, is. Yeah. Okay. So still, and it is winter time, and I don't know where this grass is facing in terms of how much sunlight it gets before they actually bring Dome it in. Dome was closed. So when do they bring the field in? I. Uh, not a clue. So, so I, I think I mean, a huge thing here was the the field was outside the day before the night before. I don't. I don't right? know. I think they no, don't bring. I my understanding is they don't. That. I think they keep the field there as long as the roof is is, is open. Is open. So no, I, I, my understanding was they always pull it out of there. I don't know. I don't know whatever. I mean, when in doubt. All I was going to say is this: is that, and this is common for any game that's ever out there in general. That you know, the, the do factor is yeah. going to take a heck of a lot longer to dry in late December than it is in oh. in September. Hey, I'm just hey. I'm feeding Michigan fans right oh, now. You no, know? Don't, no, no. So time ran out. They ran out of time, no, right? The field no, was not, no the field was, the mis- field was not crowned. No. No. Spartan Frog. No. There's no excuses. None, none, none. All right. Did it rain? Here we go. Here's the uh, outside. Yeah. Here's some ticket text. The one play that'll haunt you for a long time. I think Michigan's offensive line should give back the Joe Moore Award after that horrific performance in the championship game. That's an interesting point. That does not answer the question, but yeah. Um, the first drive, fourth down, Philly special. Makes no sense that early with one yard to go run the damn ball. That's Dan from Canton. Spot on, John. Why in that game hand the ball to a linebacker at the goal line? Why? And who made that call? Well, he he didn't play any linebacker this year, did he? He hardly ever played. Uh, no, he didn't play a whole lot. We saw him in the spring game actually play running back. Uh, but we didn't see him throughout the course of the season. And it's just, it's one of those where at this point of the year, 
if you have a running back that has in the rhythm of taking a snap or taking the ball in a handoff situation from JJ, mm-hmm. you go with that player. If you've got a guy that you believe is a stud, and I think Donovan Edwards is a stud. Where is he when it matters most? And right. that's inside the five-yard line. Right. And even if you're not going to plan on giving him the ball, do something else, have them worry about him. Or, or line him up as a receiver. Yes. Like, put him on the field. He's your playmaker. Exactly. Were you guys ever, like yesterday, able to actually just have a conversation about the Wilson reversal versus it being a blame? Because I think blaming the rest for this game is a, just a ridiculous. Oh, I do too. The targeting call, look, you might think it was targeting. You know, Do you know how much more they still had to do in order to actually get into scoring position? And, oh, yeah. You yeah. know, but but the, the Wilson play itself, like if you can just isolate it as a, a, a decision or a reversal, I, I really thought it w- was criminal. I'm not blaming that whatsoever. No. I'm not. I can't believe they overturned that well, considering the ball was juggled. Like I almost felt like it was it wasn't as bad as the process, but I felt like it was getting onto a level like that. I just could, I was stunned I, they reversed it. I went through the rule book uh yesterday and because somebody did a screenshot saying that in that situation even if it's bobbled and possessed later, it's where the person originally and that's I, I can't find proof of that anywhere. No, that's that's the dumbest thing I've ever you heard. You got to possess the ball, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. It makes uh, it's no like sense. falling out of bounds. Well, was, I had I touched it while I right. was inbound, so yeah. okay. therefore it's a catch. Well, the, the thing that makes it even worse is that it, if they would have called that on the field, I could somehow understand it possibly not being overturned. So my compar- but the fact that they re- they called it a touchdown on the field no. and it was overturned. I mean, that was worse than the uh, Peyton Thorne shit on the ground. Take the uh, uniforms off. Take the Michigan that I'm Michigan. Take it all away. It was awful. My one thing always with the Calvin Johnson thing was just when I watched it, I go, that's a touchdown. Right. That's a touchdown. And I felt the same way about this play. Oh, there's play. no doubt. I'm curious if Spartan fans could admit that. Like, we're not blaming the refs. We're not doing it. Well, just, I got just, text what, messages that was from, from some diehard Spartan friends who were watching that, and they thought that that was criminal. Oh, yeah. Anybody who has eyesight yeah. thought it was criminal. If Rico says it was, then it was a touchdown. Yeah. I didn't get a text from him. <laughs> well, him and Mike were celebrating. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They weren't. They, yeah. they, they, they exchanged one halftime conversation is what I heard. The play is the, op- the Edwards opening run. He doesn't get caught. We win. Momentum and seven more points. Opening drive, fourth down call as well. And it put pressure on them to feel like they had to score that touchdown. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, I don't think he sloughed off. He was running is, as hard as he ever did. I right? You well, no, no, I, I'm not saying that. Right, he, no, well, I know yeah. he was running fast. Well, right, the guy I'm, caught him. No, I'm yeah. answering the, the text. What you said about the pressure—that's why I picked the JJ play. Yeah. That I just wish it didn't happen because I just wish they'd have taken their three, gotten off, and let's let's see another day. There was a play late in the game uh, that Mozzie Smith had an opening for a sack on Duggan, but he quit running towards him, and they made a big play. Not sure why Smith quit going for the sack. That's uh, probably, the, probably same the same one. Right. Is a, yeah, I mean, and Mozzie yeah. didn't sack him was felonious. Well, yeah, exactly. And he didn't want to get caught for speeding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm fairly certain both <laughs> teams were. two DBs. <laughs> oh, come on. Those are warranted. <laughs> I am fairly certain. <laughs> I am fairly certain both teams were playing on the same field. I don't see how that hurts Michigan any worse than it hurts to see you. Hurts to TCU. Voice the text to CU. Um, 
We we said that that, that we said we said that the TCU players were were complaining too, and yes. we brought up other games. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was just pointing out that's why maybe Mozzie slipped. I, it, what all. I was what I was pointing out was I didn't think it would be a factor, right? And and and, and it obviously was. It was for both teams. Correct. Hey, well, don't we say that poor conditions, rain, wind, snow, bad turf, neutralizes talent? Yeah, yeah, it does. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.